Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello everyone, Charles Watts here. Welcome to another edition of Inside Arsenal. It is Thursday, we are edging towards the weekend. Big, big weekend here in football when it comes to the UK. It is, of course, FA Cup third round weekend. One of the most historic weekends there is in the football calendar over here. And Arsenal have a huge game ahead of them on Sunday at the Emirates against Liverpool. Will be the second of three meetings in fairly quick succession with Liverpool, of course, now the Premier League leaders. Arsenal looking to bounce back from those two really disappointing defeats in the Premier League to end 2023. But they've got arguably the toughest challenge they can face this weekend. So we'll talk at length about that in today's show. Look at some of the really big decisions facing Mikel Arteta when it comes to this weekend and his team selection, how he needs to how he needs to sort of balance things in terms of that game. Uh, we'll talk about the No More Reds campaign. Arsenal will be wearing all white at home for the first time ever in their history this weekend as part of the No More Red campaign, which is their uh, campaign, of course, against knife crime and youth violence. We'll talk a little bit about that. Got plenty of questions and comments from you guys. We'll look at Arsenal's trip to Dubai, which is happening very, very soon after the FA Cup game. They'll be heading off for some warm weather training as well. So plenty to get stuck into. Also, myself and James Ben just sitting down for Inside Arsenal Extra Time a little bit later on today. We are going to focus that show or certainly discuss during that show um, the potential for Arsenal to sell players this January. Now, we know, of course, Arsenal are struggling when it comes to sort of FFP or struggling to be able to really spend anything significant in this transfer window because of FFP rules and how close they are sailing to those guidelines and um, how it's going to be an issue to go out and sign some players in the next few weeks because they don't really have the money to do that or the flexibility to do that within the FFP guidelines that they are working within at the moment. So should they sell this month? Should they really go all out to move some players on who potentially aren't in Mikel Arteta's plans or don't appear to be in Mikel Arteta's plans? You know, your Smith Rose, your... Um, 
Reese Nelsons, you know, Eddie and Ketia, who we know Crystal Palace have inquired about, you know, is it time to really sort of try and cash in on those players now so that you can spend money on players potentially you trust a little bit more? And I'm certainly sort of looking at Smith Rowe and Reese Nelson when I talk about that. So we're gonna we're gonna focus quite a bit on today's show with myself and James Fans on that very issue today. So if you've got any questions on that or anything else you want the pair of us to discuss in uh, Inside Arsenal Extra Time a little bit later on today, reply with a comment in this video at the bottom. Start it with extra time. Then give me a comment or your question or your opinion, anything like that. And we'll look to put it together and discuss some of them in today's show, which we go in live probably usual time around five, five o'clock later on this evening. Okay, turning our attentions to Liverpool then now, shall we? And, you know, this man, if you're watching this on screen right now, Mikel Arteta has got some big, big decisions to make ahead of the weekend. He's had a lot of thinking time already, I would suggest, after what happened at Craven Cottage at the weekend. I've not seen Mikel Arteta so low for a long, long time after a game than he appeared in that press conference at Craven Cottage afterwards when he walked into the room. You could see he was shocked by the performance and how bad it was. He admitted it. Normally, he tries to protect his players quite a bit in press conferences. He certainly didn't do that yes, uh, on um, Saturday or Sunday, whatever it day was, on uh, New Year's Eve. He uh, he admitted it was the worst performance of the season, and that can't happen again. You know, he knew it was a really, really rank bad performance, and he and he held his hands up to that. And he would be mulling over what to do and how to approach this Liverpool game because ideally, in a game like this, you'd probably look to rotate and rest some of the players who you've given a lot of minutes to. It is a, you, that, again, in a sort of normal situation in an FA Cup third round, that's what you would do. But this is Liverpool, so can you really do that? And especially on the back of two really disappointing, morale-sapping defeats, can you do that? Because the last thing Arsenal need is another defeat this Sunday. And, you know, Liverpool sitting top of the Premier League are a very, very good side. And so Arsenal are going to need to be at their very, very best to beat them. And they do not want to go out of this competition early doors. You know, they've already gone out of the Carabao Cup. Um, already five points off the top in the Premier League. They need to win this game. They need to go deep into the FA Cup. They need to put together a good cup run. Arsenal have been pretty poor in the FA Cup of late after winning it, of course, in Mikel Arteta's first season at the club. They need a decent run. And so Mikel's going to have to balance the fact of giving some players some minutes potentially who need some minutes, giving some players a rest who potentially need a rest. You're going to have to balance all of that together when you're naming this team selection. Or at, in the same time, try to understand what Liverpool are going to do and what Jurgen Klopp's going to do in terms of his team selection for this game. And Arsenal don't have that much flexibility, of course, because of so many players who are injured at the moment or away in the case of Mohamed Elneny and Takiro Tomiyasu, who have now linked up with um, Egypt and Japan ahead of the AFCON and Asia Cup. So some really big decisions for Mikel Arteta to make going into this game. I mean, you look at some of the players who could come in, I think, Aaron Ramsdale, I think he'll come in and start. I said it in yesterday's show. I think he certainly should come in and start. I think it'll be really disappointing if he doesn't. Um, you know, he needs to be the cup goalkeeper in over the second half of this season to keep him happy. And when I talk about, you know, selling players and potentially selling players in January to raise funds to then be able to go out and potentially buy a player that you really want to buy. I suppose Aaron Ramsdale falls into that. But for now, it seems like he's staying. And I can absolutely understand that. And if he is staying then he needs to play. Sometimes you need to keep him involved. David Raya is going to play in the Champions League when that starts up again. I think that's very obvious. We've 
found that out because of how things have gone in the group stages and Raya started all of those games until Arsenal had qualified when Ramsdale came in for the PSV game. So Ramsdale's only opportunity to play over the second half of the season, if Raya doesn't get suspended or injured, is going to be in the FA Cup. So he needs to start this game. I fully expect he will come in. Jorginho, who I think should have played more potentially over the last month or so, I think he's another player who could potentially come in for this game, whether that be in place of Declan Rice to give Declan Rice a rest. I wouldn't say so. I think Declan Rice will start. Or you can play him at the number six and you can move Declan Rice further forward to play him potentially in that left eight role in the place of Kai Havertz. So those are two of the players. And I think Jorginho, in a game like this, when Liverpool, we know how good they are and what, they, what no matter what changes they're going to play uh, make this weekend, we know the sort of football they play. Arsenal need to try and win the battle in that midfield um, area of the pitch. I think whoever does dominate that that battle has got a good chance of winning the game. And I think if you put Declan Rice and Jorginho in there, then Arsenal have got a much, much better chance of doing that, which is why I would play someone like him. And then it's like, what do you do at fullback with Tommy Asu going away? Um, he's not going to be an option. Kivior started against Fulham at the weekend, didn't play too well, got replaced at halftime by Tommy Asu. Of course, that option is now not, not there. So what do you do at, at fullback this weekend? Um, you know, I think Kivior is going to have to start at left back. I like Kivior. I think he's a decent player. He's obviously a centre-back, so when he plays at full-back, it's no surprise he's potentially not the most uh, settled there or looks the most comfortable there. He's not going to be up against Mohamed Salah, of course, which is a bit of, a bit of a boost to whoever plays at left-back because uh, Salah's gone away like Elneny with Egypt to AFCON. Um, and then it's what you do at right-back as well. You've got Ben White. He's playing at right-back, who we know is playing through an injury at the moment. He's not 100% fit. I think that's obvious by some of his performances of late but Arsenal don't really have too many other options. You could potentially play Cedric. Not sure Arsenal will do that in a game of this this magnitude. Raul Walters, I suppose, is a uh, is another option for Mikel Arteta, a player that Mikel decided not to use in that game against PSV when um, he took Raul Walters over there. He decided to play Cedric at right back and then bring Ben White on for the second half. So Raul Walters is still yet to make his competitive debut for Arsenal. Would you throw him in straight against Liverpool? I don't know about that. Uh, if you're not going to throw him in away against PSV in a dead rubber, would you then throw him in at home against Liverpool in a game that you absolutely have to win? Looks pretty doubtful. These are the comments that Mikel made after the PSV game when he was asked why he didn't play Raul Walters or Lino Souza, who could be another option for left-back this weekend, um, potentially. Uh, this is what he said after the game against PSV, why he, didn't, why he didn't play him. He said, I didn't think it was the right context, making eight changes already to throw them in there against a team that hasn't lost at home in nearly two years. I didn't think it was the right moment. I wanted to see how the game developed, but I think it was too much for them. So if he thinks PSV is too much for them, and that's no disrespect to PSV, who are a very good side, you know, I think he's probably going to be thinking the same against Liverpool, even if it is at the Emirates rather than away from home. And that makes me think that Raul Walters is probably not going to get his chance. He might well be on the bench. I imagine he probably will be on the bench. But whether he comes in and starts and allows Ben White to have a bit of a rest, I'm not sure. And you do have to factor in, of course, Arsenal don't have a Premier League game after this until I think it's 20th, January the 20th, when they play Q uh, Crystal Palace. They will be heading off to Dubai after this game. So there will be plenty of time to rest as well. And so that could factor into Mikel's team selection. Um, Adam here got in touch. Says, Hi, Charles. As you mentioned the other day, Ben White's been playing through injury recently. No wonder he hasn't been performing well. 
Why was more defensive cover not addressed when we knew Timber would be out for the season while the summer window was still open and then still letting Tierney out on loan? If another defensive transfer loan wasn't possible, then why not give Raul Walters a chance, especially in a dead rubber at PSV when an injured Ben White got minutes when it would have been better off having the night off to recover? Are we seeing the continued trend of Mikel not trusting our academy players when all the next generation of academy products be integrated into team and given a proper chance? Yeah, look, this is like exactly I was just saying at him after the PSV game, which is why I thought it was such a missed opportunity for Arsenal. I got a bit of criticism for those comments, but I just thought it was a missed opportunity to blood some of these players because it just raised that question. If you're not going to do it then in that sort of game, when are you going to do it? That was the game to do it, to blood the youngsters, to give them a bit of a chance. And then if you do need to throw them in, in a game like Sunday, at least they've got that experience of playing in a really hot atmosphere at PSV. Um, and I felt it was a missed opportunity at the time. And I still feel it was a bit of a missed opportunity now. And in terms of why more defensive cover was not addressed, I think Arsenal felt like they just about had enough to get through despite Timber's injury. They didn't have too much finances left. Obviously, they were going, they were pushing hard for Declan Rice. They felt that Declan Rice could potentially play at centre-back if needed as well, which would give them even more um, cover. And so they felt they they just about had enough with the versatile players they had. Tommy Asu can play across the back line. Um, Obviously, Thomas Partey was in Mikel's thinking as a, as a fullback as well. So that was the reason. And they still let Tierney out. As far as I understand, there's no plans to be recalling Tierney. So he'll be standing around in Spain for the second half of the season, uh, despite what's going on with Arsenal and the injuries at the moment. I don't. I, my understanding is that he's not going to come back from loan. So Arsenal are going to have to go with what they got. We know they are looking around at the moment in January for potential cover in that position. If they can get something, potentially a short-term loan, scenario i haven't heard any names yet about who they might be looking at but i think if they do move for someone that would probably be a sensible move as i've said um previously i do think they are short and the fact that right now we're looking ahead of this liverpool game and wondering who you know mikhail could possibly use in this game says a lot about the defensive issues that they have right now so um and yeah are we seeing a continued trend of mikhail not trusting our academy players it's hard it's hard to say um Yes. Uh, sorry, it's hard to say no, because he just hasn't really done it. And he does keep having opportunities to blood some of these youngsters and not doing it. And whether that's because he feels they're just not ready or not good enough, who knows? But um, it's very hard when you have these games like PSV and you don't use that opportunity to then sit here and say that uh, Mikel is trusting these youngsters to come in. And, uh, and make an impact in the team. So, yeah, we'll have to wait and see what happens against Liverpool at the weekend. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. 
That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Arsenal will be wearing this kit. If you're watching this on YouTube, it's the all-white kit, the kit that they've played the FA Cup third round in the last two years, losing at Nottingham Forest the first time and then winning at Oxford last season. Um, the video has been launched today on Arsenal's socials. If you haven't seen it yet, go and have a look at it about it about why Arsenal are doing this. It is, of course, part of their No More Red campaign, which they launched two years ago, and that's aimed at tackling knife crime in and around um, the North London area and um, and youth violence sort of cutting down on it. Arsenal have been really sort of leading this for for a couple of years now. It's something they feel very, very closely about, and that's why they're wearing these kits, all uh, draining the red out of it, as obviously the, the red, the colour for blood and all that sort of stuff. And... Um, it was not going to be on sale. The kit, it's uh, it's one of those ones that's not going to be on sale. There's going to be a community T-shirt released as part of it, which you'll be able to purchase from Arsenal uh, with, I think, it's £30. And all 100% of all the proceeds from those shirt sales will go um, to the No More Red campaign partners as well. And, uh, you know, it's a fantastic initiative, fantastic campaign, really, really um, important as well for anyone who, uh, who, who kind of lives around the area and knows it, you know, far too many young people are losing their lives. We saw it just over the, uh, in London, again, over the New Year's celebrations as well, just heartbreaking stories of youngsters losing their lives because of knife crime and it needs to be stopped. And, you know, this campaign that Arsenal does, the fact it's going to be such a high profile match, all the cameras of the world are going to be on it and they're going to see Arsenal in this kit and that message of why Arsenal in that kit is going to be delivered far and wide. And that's a great thing. I know a lot of people look at it and think, I don't want Arsenal to be playing in this kit. As good as the campaign is, I don't want Arsenal playing in this kit because they lost they lost wearing it against Nottingham Forest and people look at it as an unlucky kit and all that sort of stuff. But, you know, sometimes you have to do things a little bit out of the box to really try and push your point across and make these campaigns really sort of strike a chord with everyone and you know in a game of this magnitude Arsenal wearing this kit and the message that, that is going to be delivered because of that is going to hopefully really spread the, the word of this campaign and and help spread it as well so that's why if you're wondering at the weekend why Arsenal are wearing all white that's why it is okay moving on now to Dubai as I said Arsenal heading over to Dubai um, after the Liverpool game, going to be spending a sort of week of warm-over training ahead of the return of the Premier League against Crystal Palace on the, the 20th. Um, Mikel loves it. He loves taking the team to Dubai. He loves to set up over there. Arsenal have done it each of the last few years. Um, it's seen as a really good sort of squad bonding trip as well. The last couple have gone down really, really well. I know the players have really, really enjoyed it. And Mikel will be hoping that this time they can enjoy it again and it'll be a really important time for the squad to come together after what has been a really challenging week or so we don't know what's going to happen against Liverpool or not hopefully they can win that game and go off on to Dubai on a nice sort of winning feeling as well um, but whatever happens I think Mikel's going to really try and use that to bring the squad together and send a message to everyone about how important it's going to be to come back from that trip and then really go health a lever from then till the end of the season because the games are going to be coming thick and fast really crucial games week after week in all different competitions and Arsenal can't afford to be doing what they're doing at the moment they're going to need to get back to their form they're going to need to start scoring goals and Mikel will look at this trip with Dubai and um, there's going to be no games I don't think there's going to be any games um you know if there is it'll be behind closed doors type thing but it's just more of a warm weather training camp a bonding an opportunity for people to get out rest some legs potentially and uh, and come together. So, yeah, that's what Arsenal will be doing. 
some questions and comments before I wrap up today's show. Here's one from B3RS3RKER36. Hello, Charles. Appreciate your analysis and updates on Arsenal. Keep up the good work. What do you think about moving Havertz to left back, which is where he plays for Germany? I feel like his size and strength would be useful there. Zinchenko seems to be more suited for an offensive midfield role. Also, <clears throat> excuse me. Also, I hope we can make it back to 4231. I feel the formation suits our style much better than the 433 we've been seeing lately. Anyways, I hope we change the ground to make a great run for the title. Cheers. Uh, thanks for your comment. Yeah, no, I don't want to see Havertz playing a left-back role. I don't think, I think that was a bit of a one-off for Germany as well. I think I saw quotes actually from Nagelsmann saying that that project was over now or that thing was over now. It's not going to happen again. And look, Havertz is not a left-back. He's never going to be a left-back. He's, he's an attacking player. He'd started to perform decently for Arsenal as well. I know he wasn't great against Fulham when he came back after his suspension, but no one was great in that game. But, you know, pre, pre, prior to that, he'd just been named Arsenal's player of the month, deservedly so for November. I don't want to see him move back to left-back, no. He needs to start continuing where he's playing or play as a central striker, which I think is an option that Mikel should be using more, should have used it against Fulham. Uh, but yeah, if you're going to move if you're going to move Havertz around, then certainly not left-back for me. Uh, Brian here. So Smith Rowe's best form for Arsenal has been on the left wing. That's where he scored all those goals. Why does everyone now think he's a left eight? It'd be a great option to give Martinelli a rest. Yeah, again, you know, play him, play him anywhere. Just get him in a team. That is my view for Smith Rowe. We'll certainly give him more minutes, whether that be a left wing, whether it be a left eight. I do think he fits the left eight role. 100%. I do. I do think that. Um, I, I I fully take your point that when he scored all those goals and he was playing, he was playing on the left hand side at that time and keeping Martinelli out of the team. So he can clearly do that as well. I think the formation that Mikel uses now has moved on a little bit from when Smith-Rowe was on that left-hand side. And I think if he comes on to replace Martinelli now, it's going to kind of be a little bit like the Trossard situation. It's just a very, very different type of player playing in that role when you spoke, when Mikel wants his left winger to be really hugging the touchline and that sort of stuff. So I'm not sure it'll work as well now, but look, you could certainly do it. He's a good enough player to do it. And he's got the talent to do it as well. So I'd love to see Smith Rowe play against Liverpool this weekend. You all know that. I say it every single time. I know it annoys a lot of you because I see it in the comments below. But um, yeah, if whether that be left wing or left eight, then just even if he's not starting, bring him on, give him minutes, let him show that he can create and score goals for this Arsenal team. Uh, and here's one lastly from Hardik, who says, what would you take, Charles? What would you rather take? Would we beat Liverpool in the FA Cup or in the league? If you had to take one win and one loss, what are you going for? We've got Liverpool twice with Salah away at AFCON. I mean, what a difficult question. I was thinking about this as I was sort of going through and picking some of them. It's like, I don't know, it's like picking between my kids, isn't it? It's like, <laughs> how do you possibly do that? I don't want Arsenal to lose any game, so it's hard to pick a game for them to lose. I would say right now, if you're have yeah held me down and you were driving nails into my hands and trying to get get me to uh, choose one game, I would probably say the league, just because a defeat in that game in about four weeks' time or whenever it was, if the gap is still five points now, would leave Arsenal eight points behind Liverpool, and that's a hell of a big gap to claw back, and it's pretty much just sort of kissing goodbye to the title chances for the season. So I'd probably say the league, but I would say that reluctantly. I just want to win both games. Win in the league, win in the FA Cup, and continue this run in the Cup, because... I really want Arsenal to go deep into the FA Cup this season. They've got a good chance of winning it. They're a very good team. No one will fancy playing Arsenal in the FA Cup. So just win and keep going. Get yourselves through and try and get yourselves to Wembley at the end of the season. 
All right, everyone, thank you very much for your time. As always, that is it from me for today's show or today's regular show. Of course, I will be back a little bit later on with James Bench for Inside Arsenal Extra Time. As I said at the start of the show, anything you want us to discuss in that show, leave a comment below, start it with Extra Time, and then let rip. Whatever you want to say, whatever you want to comment, whatever you want to ask, do it below in the comments. Until then, everyone, have a very good day. I'll speak to you soon. Bye-bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. That's the sound of another sale on Shopify. In store. Shopify POS is everything you need to sell in person. From payments to inventory, Shopify unites your sales into one commerce platform. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash retail 23. Shopify.com slash retail 23. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.